This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to I Am Gotham, Return of the Joker. Uh, this week I'll be talking about Batman number two, and uh, I wanted to do a little format change. So people want this podcast to be coming out a little more regularly, um, and I just don't have the time to do that at the moment. So what I'll be doing probably is uh, trying to do maybe two or three times a week, but instead of talking about multiple issues, I'll be doing maybe one or two issues at a time. And uh, I'm hoping that that will uh, make the podcast more regular. For those that are enjoying it, I do appreciate it. Thanks for the feedback. And uh, be sure to check out the uh, Golden uh, Age Batman Omnibus uh, if you want to read along. I know that getting uh, getting these books in, uh, in floppies will be impossible for pretty much everybody, uh, including myself. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, we'll be talking about Batman number two. There's four stories in this issue. Of course, we've got uh, The Joker Meets Catwoman with the return of The Joker and Catwoman, uh, Wolf the Crime Master, The Case of the Clubfoot Murders, and The Case of the Missing Link. So, enjoy. So, the first story in this issue is uh, The Joker Meets the Catwoman. Of course, after after the last fight that Batman and the Joker had, uh, the Joker's been injured and he's in the hospital. Batman and Robin see in the newspaper that the Joker's still alive and being held at a hospital. And so he decides that he and Robin are going to go meet up with the uh, the doctors at the hospital and make sure that pretty much the doctors lobotomize the Joker and uh, perform brain surgery on him so that he becomes a model citizen, as they say, instead of a, a member of a, a crime family. Um, at the same time, the crime syndicate, which is the first time we're seeing him here, and this is not the same crime syndicate, by the way, uh, that we end up seeing much later on in, in DC history. Uh, the crime syndicate are just a group of gangsters. Uh, their their leader has been killed, and so they decide they need a new leader, and the Joker is going to be the best option for them. So they also go to the hospital to try to kidnap Joker and make him their leader. And as the doctors are performing surgery on the Joker, they uh, take over the hospital and have one of their goons... Well, we'll get to that in a sec. Um... As this is all happening, the Batman shows up at the hospital, and there's cops everywhere, right? Because the Joker's there, and they know that he's a, a serious criminal. Uh, so they're out there making sure that the operation goes okay. Uh, but Batman decides to attack him, and uh, it's pretty funny because one of them says, This is very strange. The Batman never attacked the police before. And uh, we've seen in Detective that this is not the first time that the cops have felt like they were being attacked by the Batman. And in fact, in a couple of stories, he did attack the police. Uh, so that's a little weird. But uh, either way, Batman starts beating up a bunch of the cops. They start chasing after him. And uh, they go on a high-speed chase across town. And uh, they end up getting to a barn. Batman crashes his uh, Batmobile into a tree. And uh, they have, a, they have a, an all-out fight at the barn. Batman jumps on a horse... Yes, a horse. And I know that uh, those of you that are reading Batman currently, uh, if I remember correctly, Batman is uh, is going to be riding a horse into the sunset. Uh, that's what Tom King said he's doing. So I've seen some preview images of it. It looks kind of cool. Um, but this is the first time this happens. So it's kind of cool to see. Uh, Batman rides off on his horse, but he gets shot as he's going away. And uh, one of the detectives pulls the mask off and realizes that it's uh, Circus Charlie who's one of the members of the crime syndicate, and he's like, this isn't Batman, this guy was, gee, they just let him out of prison like three weeks ago. 
Uh, we need to see what's going on. This is a trick. They're probably trying to get the Joker out of the hospital, which is exactly what's going on. So we cut back to the hospital, and uh, the crime syndicate is taking Joker out on a stretcher, and we see this old woman in the background uh, with uh, a case of gum for some reason. And it turns out, if you remember back from a couple issues ago, it's the same old lady costume that Catwoman had on that boat. And uh, sure enough, we see at the end of the page, she takes her mask off, and uh, it is actually the cat. And uh, Batman realizes that it's her, grabs her, puts her in the Batmobile, and they start going off. Um, he's kind of trying to protect her. She's like, I don't need any protecting. I need to get out of here. I have things to do. And she leaves. And for some reason, Batman has radioactive powder in the floorboards of the Batmobile. Uh, so using that radioactive powder, he can uh, use his bat flashlight to uh, see her footsteps and follow her to wherever she's going. We cut back to the crime syndicate and the Joker's now leading him. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, thanks for, for rescuing me, gents. Uh, this is a week later, by the way. The crime syndicate flies around in their plane for a week so the joke can get better. Anyways, he's like, thanks for the uh, the help, gents, but I don't need your help. Um, I've got E.S. Arthur's uh, jewels, the, the Pharaoh jewels, uh, which is also what Catwoman was after. And uh, I'm going to just put you guys to sleep and uh, have a good day. Don't need to be uh, part of your, your crime syndicate. And of course, these guys get a little pissed, right? And this is typical Joker. And actually, I really liked this particular part of the issue. Uh, for some reason, it reminded me of, uh, what's the, the Heath Ledger Batman, the Dark Knight, I guess? Um, it, it almost gave me that feeling where he he works with uh, the mob to try to get back at Batman. But really, he's just out to you know do his own thing. And it ends up burning all that money. But anyways, the crime syndicate's not happy about this. They try to kill Batman. Uh, they try to kill the Joker. But Batman bursts in, the real Batman, as it says here. And uh, Batman beats up all these thugs. Uh, the Joker ends up getting away. And uh, he goes to E.S. Arthur's castle, where Catwoman is. And it turns out E.S. Arthur has been killed by the Joker. Uh, he had a poison needle in his shoe. And uh, Catwoman finds him there with a smile on his face. And this, this kind of becomes a thing right later on. As uh, the Joker starts using his Joker venom, a lot of his victims do have that big smile on their face. And sometimes it becomes a little bit creepier, uh, depending who who writes uh, Batman. Here, it's a, a little bit campier, of course, um, but but still cool to see. So uh, Joker and the Robin end up uh, getting into a fight. Joker knocks Robin out, and uh, he tells the cat that he wants to get the, the jewel cask. She's like, I'm not giving you the jewels unless you let the boy live. Uh, then you can have them. But just as that happens, Batman flies into the window, uh, and they duke it out for a couple pages. It's pretty cool. They have a, a sword fight, um, kind of like straight out of Phantom of the Opera, I guess, or something. And uh, Batman falls off all, uh, the balustrade and ends up grabbing some of the vines uh, and pulls himself back up. As this is happening, uh, Joker thinks he's got the, uh, the jewels, and he starts burning the castle down. Once Batman pulls himself up, he starts fighting the Joker again, knocks him out. Uh, while the castle's burning, and he's like, "We gotta get out of here." The castle's burning down. He grabs, uh, he grabs Robin, who's unconscious still, and tells the uh, Catwoman to come on down. So they start climbing up the uh, ladder to the Bat Plane, and uh, as uh, once they get far enough from the castle, Catwoman jumps off, 
and says, till we meet again, Batman. And she thinks she's got the cask of jewels, but it turns out all she has is the box. Batman has taken the jewels out. And uh, he tells Robin this once he wakes up. And uh, that's the end of the uh, the return of the Joker section of the issue. But uh, really cool. I, uh, I like how much of the things that happen in this issue really form a basis for uh, some of the, uh, the relationships between not only uh, Catwoman and Batman later on, but uh, Batman and the Joker as well. And how even this early on in Batman number two, the Joker's M.O., is kind of cemented as what uh, it ends up becoming much later on down the line. So let's go on to the next part of the book. This is going to be Wolf, the Crime Master. So Wolf, the Crime Master, opens up in a museum, and we see Adam Lamb, who's the custodian of the museum, and he's always reading this one book called The Crime Master. And uh, he and Craig, who's the guy that owns the museum, are always joking about it. And, you know, this this guy seems like a pretty nice guy, this Adam Lamb guy. So once Craig leaves, he, he's the custodian, of course, so he's just hanging out, uh, walking around the museum. And uh, he gets to this set of stairs and trips on a rug, falls down the stairs and hits his head. And uh, when he wakes up, it seems like there's a... I don't know if it's a painting or like a mounted, uh, like actual body of a bat on a frame uh, he looks at it and then he sees his book and just at that time the uh, the clock that's in the room hits midnight next thing we know it's it's the morning after and he's like man I just don't remember anything so he goes home um, and once we get back to midnight we finally see that whenever it hits midnight lamb turns into of course the wolf uh, so nice, uh, nice play on words there. And this is a kind of a typical Jekyll and Hyde story, except there's no chemicals or anything. He just kind of hits his head. Um, and, uh, as Wolf, he, uh, he's, he's kind of an evil man. So, um, he, he finds this man walking around town, beats him up with his cane, leaves. Uh, the next morning when Lamb wakes up, he's like, man, I had this really bad dream about this monster killing a man that night. And, uh, so we see a couple of these. And time goes on, and uh, Lamb, every time he turns into Wolf, uh, ends up committing more and more crimes. And after a while, he starts his own crime syndicate, which of course he does, because what else would he do? And uh, it becomes very profitable. You know, they're they're robbing warehouses and banks, uh, they're killing people, and uh, every time one of these things happens, uh, we cut to the next morning when Lamb wakes up, and he has a dream... And recounts his dream, and it's always whatever the crime was from the night before. Uh, as all this is happening, uh, the, his, his crime syndicate are about to rob another warehouse, and uh, Batman and Robin have been on the lookout for him because they've been on a crime spree. They attack this crime syndicate, uh, by the way, not the crime syndicate from the previous story. And uh, Robin gets knocked out, uh, so Batman goes, dives in, saves him, and uh, as the uh, crime syndicate pulls off, uh, Batman notices that there's a weird dent on one of the rear fenders of the building, uh, of the car. So Batman has to do some investigating, and he goes to the museum for some reason to talk to Craig, who's the guy that owns it. And while he's there, he sees Lamb, and Lamb is reading this book. And as he's leaving the museum, he notices the same car from the heist the previous night that is sitting parked at the museum. He's like, that's a little weird. We need to kind of see what's going on with this car. Um, and as this is happening, uh, so, so that night they decide to go and find the car. And, uh, 
they go to the harbor where the crime syndicate is. Um, they're robbing uh, the custodian of, of the harbor. And uh, they get into a lot by Batman gets shot on the shoulder, falls off uh, into the water. And it's pretty cool. Robin goes crazy. And remember, this is Dick, Dick Grayson. He goes crazy. He's like, you murderers, you killed him, you killed him. And says the boy wonder goes berserk. And he is just knocking these guys out. And uh, Wolf is kind of sitting in the back. Um, he's like, you've got to get him, you got to get him. And of course, Batman comes out of the water, um, the water dripping on him. And uh, the guys are like, oh my God, he's not a ghost. He's like, uh, the Batman's alive. He's back from the grave. Um, and, uh, you know, Batman's not going to fight these guys in this state, right? So he uses uh, some of his smoke pellets and creates a black cloud of smoke. He grabs Robin, who's also been injured, and they go back to Bruce's house. And, uh, they, you know, down in the basement, Bruce has uh, Dick do surgery on his shoulder to pull the, pull the bullet out. And uh, I don't know how uh, Dick received this training. Uh, that's never specified, but that's kind of cool to see. Remember, there's no uh, there's no Alfred yet, so it's it's always Bruce and Dick helping each other out. So the next day, as Bruce is recovering, he decides to start reading uh, the book The Crime Master, which is what Lamb was reading at the museum, and he starts to realize, hey, this guy must be the the wolf. He must be the murderer. And he's like, every single crime that this mob has done uh, is in this book. And the next one's going to be murder. So we need to go try to help Craig because Lamb is going to kill Craig. And so Batman and Robin go to the museum. And sure enough, at midnight, uh, Lamb turns into wolf. Like his face physically changes, uh, which is cool. And uh, he's like, it can't be true. I don't believe it. And of course, Wolf pulls out a knife and tries to kill Craig when Batman and Robin jump in. Uh, they start fighting, and Wolf confronts Batman and sees the bat emblem on his chest. Then he remembers the night that he hit his head the first time. He, When he woke up, there was that framed bat uh, uh, sitting next to him. So it kind of disconcerts him a little bit, and that gives Batman the chance to punch him again, knock him out. Um, Lamb, or Wolf, I guess, falls down the stairs, hits his head again, and uh, breaks his neck. And so as the guy's dying, uh, he tells uh, Batman the whole story about how uh, he became, he went from lamb to wolf. And uh, Craig's all apologetic. He's like, oh my God, you're such a good man. I can't believe this happened to you. It's like the brain's a very delicate thing. And uh, that's the end of the issue. Lamb dies. There's no more wolf. And Batman and Robin saved the day. So pretty cool story. Um, so next up, we have the case of the Clubfoot murders. And uh, this opens up right into the action. We have Batman jumping in, uh, trying to stop this murderer, Clubfoot, from uh, killing a guy. Uh, it looks like he might have been a little too late, though. Uh, but the Clubfoot guy's interesting. He's got, uh, of course, a Clubfoot. He wears a, a, a giant green raincoat with a brown hat. And he's got a hook hand. Uh, him and Batman battle it out, and uh, the guy ends up getting away. Uh, just as the cops are showing up, and uh, of course we know that Batman doesn't like to uh, be around the cops too much, so he heads out, and uh, the next day goes to see his buddy, Commissioner Gordon, uh, who of course takes him to every crime scene for some reason. That I, I don't understand. I guess maybe, uh, may maybe police work was a little bit different back in the 30s. Um, but he goes with Commissioner Gordon to see uh, the Storms, uh, who are the family of the guy that was murdered by Clubfoot the previous night. 
and uh, the whole family's assembled there. There's uh, there's five of them, and uh, the ward, who's the lawyer of uh, the deceased, and uh, they're all gathered together to uh, see what was left for them in uh, Storm's will. Uh, it turns out that Storm owned a gold mine. He had a lot of assets, and so they're all gathered there to see what they're going to get. And uh, of course, this is like a, a typical like wool reading scene. You know, everybody hates each other. No, they don't talk to each other. They never talk to the guy that's leaving them money. Um, they're all out to see what they're going to get out for themselves. And so the lawyer starts reading the will, and it turns out that Storm had left all his possessions to charity. And they all get super pissed off. And then the lawyer says, "Well, except for this envelope, each of you gets an envelope." And when they open the envelope, it says, uh, United we stand, divided we fall. And it's got a little inscription on it. And a gold token. And they're all like, what the hell is this? Like, all we're getting is a little piece of gold. Like, this is crap. And the lawyer explains that, yes, all you get now is this envelope with a t- gold token. But if you guys stay together, at the end of 30 days, uh, I'm going to read this other letter that Storm left that will actually have... Uh, the meaning of what these tokens mean. Of course, none of these people will probably be able to stand united, right? They all hate each other and they're just after money. So we cut to one of the family members who owns, he, he owes a lot of money to a loan shark. And the loan shark's like, look, I don't have the money. Um, all I got from my uncle's um, death was this piece of gold. Um, he's like, there's, there's more coming, but it's going to take 30 days. And uh, I think Varnick's the guy, the loan shark. He's like, oh, there's more, you say. I'm going to go find the lawyer that read the will and see if he can tell me where the rest of it is. Uh, so they go and try to kidnap the lawyer. And uh, Batman and Robin jump in because they know that this guy's in trouble. And uh, they duke it out with these mobsters, end up taking him out. They start talking to Ward about the tokens and the letters. Batman realizes that uh, he needs to see what's in the letter because obviously the reason people are getting killed by clubfoot must have something to do with whatever the rest of the will is going to say uh so batman and robin go and try to uh, go after clubfoot batman ends up going to uh this house uh towards house and there's a guy locked up in the basement dressed up as clubfoot and the guy tells him look he's like i'm not club he's like yes i am clubfoot but i'm not clubfoot He's like, Clubfoot is actually Ward, the lawyer. He's like, um, I, I've been helping him because he told me he was going to give me a cut of the, the money. Uh, but as it turns out, he is not going to give me anything. He's super greedy, so he locked me up here. He's going to frame me for the murders of the entire Storm family. He's like, he wants to kill all of them to, to get the, the last piece of the will. And just as this happens, the real Clubfoot, so Ward, dressed up as, uh, as Clubfoot, comes in. And Batman's like, look, he's like, it would make me very happy man if you would explain to me the motive for your killings, which is kind of weird. But of course, the guy tells him, he's like, with pleasure, you see, it was a gold mine. That's what the scratchings on the token spelled out when united, divided, they meant nothing. The gold mine was left to Harley's heirs. So that's the reason he, that Clubfoot has been killing these people is uh, every time that one of them is murdered, like, you know, after the 30 days, they, they all get a piece of this gold mine. But if one of them gets murdered, then each will get a bigger percentage. So the lawyer, of course, thinks if he kills the entire family, he's going to get 100% of the gold mine. Anyway, so he and Clubfoot start ducking it out. He knocks Clubfoot out, takes the mask off, and arrests him. 
And uh, that's kind of the end of the story. So pretty interesting. I, I really like the story. It's kind of like a game of Clue a little bit. And it's not the uh, it's not the best written or most exciting story, but uh, it's it was it was really fun uh, with a super cheesy villain. And finally, in Batman number two, we have the case of the missing link. And uh, this one's kind of a short one and done. Um, I didn't enjoy this one too much, but we'll we'll go over it real quick. It ups up with Professor Drake, who's just a, like a scientist that has gone to Africa, and he brought back a strange being with him. He, he's going through Gotham on a train with uh, this, this finding that he's got. For some reason, Batman's around and sees all these African pygmies, a pygmy tribe, and feels like they're trouble. So he gets on the on the train and starts fighting all these pygmies. They're shooting arrows at him, coming at him with knives. And as it turns out, they're trying to get at whatever the uh, doctor has in inside the train. And it turns out that this doctor, uh, Drake has found a giant in the uh, jungles of Africa. And the giant is the missing link between man and ape. Kind of weird, because, I mean, the you can't really tell from his face, but he really just looks like a giant guy. I thought it was kind of funny, too, that this missing link was white. Because even when uh, when he's describing the whole scene in Africa of how he, he found this giant, uh, they talk about how the pygmies worship him as a white god. Pretty pretty interesting, but sign of the times, right? It's it, This is 1940. And I do remember reading quite a bit about people trying to find the missing link. And I think that's still a thing, right? Like, people try to find the missing link all the time. There's probably not such a thing because of the way that evolution works. Anyways, pretty interesting, though. The doctor tells Batman all about uh, how he find them, why the pygmies are after him. And uh, it makes sense, right? Like, if this guy's trying to take their god, of course they're going to go after him. Anyway, so the whole story ends up being in the newspaper, of course. And uh, these two guys, Hacken and Sneed... They are reading the paper, and they see it, and they're like, oh, we need to go see what the deal is with this missing link guy. They own a circus, and so, of course, they want to exhibit him and make a bunch of money off of it. But Dr. Drake's plan, really, is to kind of civilize this uh, this missing link, teach him English, like modern mannerism, things like that. Um, so Hackett and Snead go see the doctor. And they're like, you know, we can make millions of dollars if you let us take them. And the doctor's like, no, that's not what I want to do. You know, like, I'm pursuing science, and all you want to do is make a couple bucks off of this. He's like, that's not what this is about. Of course, Hacking and Sneed are kind of sketchy, right? And uh, they go uh, and try to kidnap the missing link from, uh, from Drake. And they kill Drake in the process. They end up actually taking the missing link. And uh, they actually forge a suicide note so when the police find drake uh they think that he committed suicide of course batman and robin know the truth but they can't go to the police right because how would they know unless they were batman and robin who were there so they go to the circus and they find the missing link there the missing link goes crazy though he starts killing all the uh, all the guys because he knows that they killed his friend dr drake batman and robin try to help some of these people of course they don't want anybody to actually get killed the missing link frees some lions, so Batman and Robin grab the lions and, and stop him from murdering a guy. Pretty cool. Robin hops up on an elephant and he's like going all around the circus trying to trying to protect these people. Um, and they end up fighting the, fighting the missing link. And uh, there's a lot of trapeze work here, which is cool because you know Dick and the circus. Um, and eventually they end up toppling the uh, the missing link. He falls down uh, to his death. And uh, kind of sad, right? Because the guy had nothing to do with it, 
right? They just they took him out of Africa, tried to civilize him, and of course, the modern world kind of caught up to him and kill him. And he was the last of his kind. You know, at the end, even Bruce says, you know, it's very ironical. Professor Drake wanted to civilize Goliath, make a beast into a man, but he didn't remember there are men who are like beasts, like Hacker and Sneed. And uh, that's the end of the issue. So, pretty cool. Uh, I love these uh, like anthology type Batman stories. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the Batman proper book was was like that for quite a long time. So, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, discussing some of these uh, a little bit more. And uh, let me know what you think about the uh, the podcast. I'm going to try to do these uh, twice a week from now on. So on Friday, I'll be releasing Batman number three. If you want to go ahead and read it before that comes out, that'd be awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Geekvine. Uh, the show is, of course, on the Nerd Legion Network. So go to nerdlegion.com and check out all the other shows there. You can email me, nerdylegion at gmail.com. And that's going to wrap it up. Stay safe and have a good one.